A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. You're listening to the following on podcast in partnership with ECB and today we're bringing you another of our exclusive interviews. Today Andrew McKenna sits down with the newly appointed Surrey head coach and our talk sport colleague Gareth Batty to discuss taking on the role and his plans for the 2022 season. Plenty to come over the next 30 minutes or so. You're listening to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. Of course, Gareth Batty has been a very popular and a very uh, excellent member of the uh, TalkSport 2 commentary team for the last few years. But inexplicably, Surrey have made him head coach. Who do you reckon last had a haircut, Rory Burns or you? Oh, tough question. No, I reckon Burnsy. Burnsy's got a terrible lid at the minute. Terrible. He wears an Alice band. I mean, for goodness sake, you won't see me with one of those. It's like when Steve goes to his Britney, Britney Spears concerts. The cameras are out everywhere. It's just awash with people. It's incredible. Oops, I did it again. You don't often see the the lions hunting the elephants and the giraffes. Every now and again, when they have to, they do. His first spell and he's going, oh, seeps, seeps, you're going to get a play shot, mate. you got to play a shot. You actually need to regain your... your your vision, don't you? They are. I've gone blind. And he goes, oh, get me when I'm tired, mate. Get me when I'm tired. I could picture a bit of Darren Goff in there with his trilby, cigar in one hand, glass of champagne in the other, <laughs> naughty pair of strides on. Oh. It's somewhat unfair, but hey, it's TalkSport 2. It's the kind of way we roll. Uh, Gareth Batty is going to join myself, Andrew McKenna, for uh, for the uh, lunch interval because in, uh, in January, the Surrey head coach, Vikram Solanke, got offered the job as head coach of the new IPL franchise in Ahmedabad and took it. It left Surrey, therefore, with a vacancy. They turned to assistant coach Gareth Batty to step up and be interim head coach for the 2022 season. By the way, what is it about TalkSport commentators being asked to step in and do uh, interim jobs at short notice? Afternoon, Goffey, by the way. Uh, so, Gareth, from your point of view, take me through uh, th- through what happened, if you like. Uh, pretty simple. Um, Vikram... Um, put it across my bow that he'd been offered the sort of director of cricket at a new franchise in the IPL and obviously being close to him as a as a friend, not just as a colleague, um, I was super happy for him. It's a, it's a wonderful appointment and a, 
an opportunity for him to to be involved in. Um, little did I know that I would be sat with a, a different title at the end of it all. Um, I was very, very happy um, supporting Vikram and, and trying to grow the club uh, and the youngsters through from sort of academy to pro and, and being able to go up and down the scale. It, it, it excited me. It was something I was very passionate about and I'd started doing and had been doing for a couple of years, uh, even though I was playing the odd 2020 game and what have you. Um, that was kind of... Uh, the thing that was stealing my attention the most, don't get me wrong, game day, it's all about the winning, so there was no dramas there, but uh, I was very much enjoying the work doing that. Um, And then as it turned out, um, uh, a few weeks later, once we knew um, what was definitely happening with Vikram, um, a conversation with um, the boss, Mr. Alex Stewart, and and, and Vikram himself, just sort of putting it on my radar, what what do you think? Um, they'd spoken to some senior players and the captain, um, and they would they would like me to do the job. Simple thing was, wow, was not expecting that. Certainly didn't want uh, to be taking over from Vikram. It it was something that felt strange, um, but I think in the circumstance, it's cool because Vikram's going to a a place that he's made the decision. It's a great opportunity, and he's gone there, and he goes with our blessing, and he's welcome back anytime at uh, at the Kier Oval. So. Look, it was. Uh, I didn't want to blurt out yesterday to wear because that would have been inappropriate and not giving the right thought to what is required for the role. So I went home and I spoke to my wife. Um, I let the kids wake me up 15 times in the evening as they normally did. Uh, went for the three-hour sleep as normal and woke up in the morning. There was no decision to be made. My wife was on side. We're good. We're good to go. Let's. Uh, what is required and let's get let's get some work done. On that, though, because the statement to announce that you were taking the job, Surrey said, at the end of the season, the club will advertise for the new coaching roles when a full recruitment process, including the implementation of the Rooney rule, will take place. So have you got any kind of long-term security, or is it literally a case of we get to, what, August time and see where we go from there? I've got loads of long-term security. If we win, I'm a good chance, if not that job, another job. Um, I think that is professional sport. I think that is something that you know as a player, um, that there are no guarantees for anybody and there should never be guarantees for people. Um, I certainly never expect that. Um, I'm very comfortable in my skill sets that I can bring to the party. Um, I'm, very comf- I'm very, very comfortable in the assistant coaches that have been appointed with me. Um, I'm even more confident about the playing staff that we have. Now, on top of that, Results will dictate and an interview process will dictate who takes on that role next season. Okay, so let's let's look at this now and the actual nuts and bolts of it. You've got Alex Stewart as director of cricket. You are head coach. Different teams in different sports all have slightly different ways of of working this arrangement. So how's it going to work with you? Is it a case that Alex says, this is what I want please go and put this into place or do you get a little bit more freedom? Uh, how do you see that, that combination working? No, Alec is the overall boss, but uh, day-to-day running of things um, is kind of on my plate um, and organisation of that. Um, obviously, we chat every day, morning and evening, um, to make sure that we're, Alec's happy with the, way, the direction that we're going um, and, and vice versa. Um, that will always be the case. It has to be. It has to be a good relationship, which it is. It's a solid, good relationship. Um, but on the flip side of that, if I'm not pulling my weight, Alec is my boss, and he will tell me that, uh, no, this isn't working. We need to be doing something different. 
I would hope it never gets to that because I, w- I want to be, as we said in commentary at the, at the end there, I don't want to be reactive. I want to be proactive. I want to be on the front foot. I truly believe in our squad of players. I truly believe in our uh, coaching and staff. Um, and I think everybody will be given um, enough um, role clarity to explore that role and be as good a person and as good a uh, player stroke, staff member, whatever it would be, uh, for the greater good of the team. And I think it's an evolving process that um, everybody will just hopefully grow into different roles, different uh, responsibilities, and it should all culminate in where we want to be. Um, and it's what the club expects. The club does not suffer fools. We have to win. It, it is our job to get results. And I'm very aware of that. I knew it as a player. I know it now. I'm not fearful of that. It's just what we are down and what we are paid to do. So you were appointed officially at the back end of January. We're now, what, the second week of March. You've been doing it for a few weeks. What's it like? Is it what you thought it was going to be? Um, I, I suppose a lot of it at the minute is the getting ready and the planning stages. Um, so get, gathering information of we now have fixtures and we've had them for a while. So it's planning out how um, it looks for players that are not going to be around. We have a lot of movement in our club um, with players going different franchises, with England, possibilities here. So being ahead of the game, understanding where the movement might be so that we can also be ahead of the game for um, some of the younger players or squad players that might not always be in the team, that they are then ready for certain um, occasions throughout the season. Um, at the minute, we've been uh, inside um, working very hard on some technical uh, and some drill-based things, which has been magnificent. And Vikram started all that. I'm not taking any credit. I was part of it as, a, as, an, as an assistant. But we're in a far better place this year than we have been for a couple of years because of COVID. We don't address it enough within sport. COVID has played havoc for what we require to do on a daily basis and we haven't been allowed to do it. So we're afforded that. So that's another win for me in this position. I'm not going to hide behind that. Um, And then we've migrated into the marquee these last two weeks. Um, Well, three weeks now. Uh, The first week was just bowlers without any batters, just checking surfaces were fine. And then we've been in, we're coming to the end of the second week. But the boys have worked super hard. Um, the coaching staff have worked very hard because uh, Azam Mahmood's been off at the PSL uh, and did a great job with his team out there. And uh, unfortunately for Jim Trout, and he's had a bit of COVID and whatever, so he's only just arrived uh, yesterday. Uh, but it's all starting to come together. And this is the exciting bit. If I'm not speaking positively and glowingly at this time of the year, pre-season, we got problems. Let's take a step back at this stage, though, and how you actually got, if you like, to be here. You played nine tests over a 13-year span, had a 22-year first-class career. Debut 1997, the 261st and last first-class game was at Trent Bridge of July 2019. You were still playing T20 last season, though. How do those numbers make you feel? I mean, sore, I would imagine, is the first and foremost thought. I I don't really look back. I don't I'm, particularly about myself. I'm not really. I'm not that sort of guy. You know me. <laughs> I'm not really. That's for other people to talk about. If they think it's cool, great. If they think it's rubbish, great. I don't care. Um, I'm just very comfortable in the lessons I've learned over my career. Um, I'm very comfortable in in life in general, and I'm very comfortable in where we're going to move forward at Surrey this year. And it's all about the moving forward and being on the front foot of that rather than worrying too much about what's in the past. As I mentioned, you did play T20 last season. Is that now it then? Are you officially done as a player, or will you still be registered just in case there is, 
a COVID outbreak or, or something like that within the squad? No, no, no. There's no Pauline stuff going on here. I ain't been manager and, and playing. No, that's uh, that's definitely not the case. No, I was uh, very comfortable and it was right um, to hang the boots up uh, at the end of last year. It didn't really need a conversation because I had the coaching role. It is time for the club to to move to the next generation. We're talking about um, you know England in a in a shift. We're nowhere near like that at, at the club, but um, there's been some personnel changes. Um, and it's about um, moving forward and betting in some... We've got some wonderful young talent at the club. We really do. Um, and we've got some older talent as well. We're, we're blessed. Um, and it's just about making it work. We've got to get it right. And we uh, we have lots of hard work ahead of us. When did the idea of coaching as a profession first come onto the horizon for you? Were you one of those guys that did the badges early in your career? Because, hey, you never know quite how it's going to go. Or was that something that came up later on in life? No, I did loads of coaching as a six, uh, 17, 18-year-old, 19-year-old. Um, my father was a, he was on, he was a Yorkshire Academy coach, but also did lots of private coaching at Bradford and Bingley uh, up north. So he's it, kind of in the blood. I've always sort of gone through that coaching system. Whenever he was running courses, I would have been uh, at those courses and so on and so forth. Um, I reckon I had a dip around about 28, 29, 30, where I didn't do as much. Um, but, um, no, I think it's, it's weird. Uh, when I captained, I was, I kind of captained like a coach. I possibly wasn't as ruthless as at times I could have been because I was trying to develop the odd player. Um, and I'm very aware of that. I'm very aware that that is part of my trait. Um, and within the role that I'm in now at times, we may have to make some more, um, cutthroat decisions, uh, which might not always sit well with me, but I will not shirk that. Um, I don't think you can. I think you have to be that um, consistent pillar for all the players around and staff to operate around. Um, but in saying that, it doesn't all need to be doom and gloom and boring. We can have some fun at the same time. Well, absolutely. That kind of touches on where I want to go next. With I mean, over the last few years here on Talks 2 we've got to know you. And the Gareth that we know is the guy who loves his cricket. Um, there's also a lot of fun in there. But when it's time to hit the work button... You hit that button 100%. You are totally into that. There are no half measures. Now, you've been at Surrey for a long time. You know all the people inside out, and they know you inside out. So how hard is it going to be now to not be bats, you know, the teammate anymore? You are now the head coach, and you have those decisions to to make. You're going to have to have different relationships to people that you've known for, for quite a while. That's just life moving on, isn't it? It's just an evolving process. Um, I think for large parts of the the last sort of five, six years I've captained, and whether you like it or not, you're, you're isolated at, at, at times being a captain because you do have extra decisions, extra uh, burdens that a normal player doesn't have. So I'm very aware of that. I'm very prepared for that. I have very good su- support network. I've got some great people around me. Um, and a couple of very close friends have pushed... Um, some premiership managers I've spoken to about how they deal with things, uh, a couple of golfers. I, I've spoken to a lot of people about how you may um, almost get ahead of the challenges that lie ahead. I, I don't like it sort of being unaware. I want to be thinking on the front foot. I believe that we can make massive strides in the modern world and there are there are things opening up in front of us the whole time. And I think I need to be honest. Ultimately, there needs to be a load of honesty thrown around the whole group and if people don't like the honesty at times, then it's down to me to try and um, stay honest, but also get them onto the way of thinking that I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to keep being honest. And ultimately, 
I hope that you gain the respect further down the line. If you tell somebody they're not playing, you want them to be disappointed. But it's how they react to that disappointment. And it's also how I react with them with that. Let's get you fighting for that position. And I'm going to help you along that way. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Speaking of disappointment, Rory Burns obviously had a tough time in Australia. He's been left out by England. His batting style has been talked about for ages, but he's churned out buckets and buckets of runs in the championship. That's why he got picked in the first place. You've got Alex Stewart. You've also got Jim Troughton, as you say. So how are you going to approach Rory Burns' um, batting in, in the next few weeks? I mean, you can't go unpicking the whole thing, can you, at, at this point of someone's career? We've already started. We started uh, 10 days ago. Um, the nuts and bolts of it are for me and Rory and, and Alec, and nobody else will be ever brought into that discussion because that is uh, the, the player confidentiality that uh, I would operate on. He needs my ultimate trust, and it will, it will, I'll try and earn it every single day. Um, the work is going on. Uh, the one thing I would say, watch out, have a look, see where see where we're at in a few months because I truly believe that kid has got a lot more to offer international cricket as well as Surrey. In terms of what we saw from Rory over the winter, were you watching that and thinking, oh, hang on, there's something not quite right? Did, did you see something a little bit different from him this time around than what he did previously? Or did Australia just bowl really, really well at him? No, they bowled really well. Um, but let's not forget, he was, don't get me wrong, I'm not shooting from the rooftops at this, but he was our second highest run scorer in the calendar year. And he wasn't afforded potentially what he could have been. 
it was very difficult um, in Australia. Um, sometimes in that extra uh, sort of moment when there's more on it, um, our arousals are, are up at a higher level and we just move a bit more involuntary. I would suggest it's more moved involuntary as opposed to um, his, th- his thought process being wrong. And that's something that um, will be addressed, obviously. I don't know if you're going to answer this, but I'll ask it anyway. How is he as a human being? He's, he's obviously suffered the disappointment of the series and obviously not being involved in the Caribbean. How is he within himself? I think that's a question for him. Um, I certainly know that um, he has very good people around him. Does your test career maybe help you in situations like this? I'm thinking about, obviously, you made your debut in Bangladesh 2003, went to Sri Lanka shortly after. West Indies home 2004, then Bangladesh in 2005. But of course, the big series in 2005 that summer was the Ashes. And you weren't involved in that. And in fact, with Ashley Giles around, you were the second spinner for a lot of time. So you spent a lot of time on the fringes, in and out, probably asking yourself, what do I need to do? What do I need to work on? Yeah, absolutely. I I think the fact I was a a pretty average player um, means that you can hopefully understand different points of view and where different players are at. I think it can be an asset at times. Don't get me wrong, it can be a challenge uh, because we have some super, super high-profile players at Surrey. And, you know, if if you've not achieved the 100 test matches or whatever like they may have done, um, how do you get on their level? Well, that's a skill set I've got to uh, either find or uh, or I do it and keep doing what I'm doing. Um, those are relationships you have to gain as a coach. You can't shirk the big player. You can't shirk the the junior player. And um, I, I hope that my life um, sort of uh, understandings and ups and downs and uh, career paths and life paths give me enough knowledge that um, I can at least touch um, people, you know, in the in the brain and the mind of how they want to be um, spoken to and, and dealt with. There was an 11-year gap then before in the autumn of 2016 you get the phone call. How did you react to, that, to getting that phone call? Because after 11 years, I think you're entitled to think, well, they're probably not thinking about me anymore. Uh, strangely, because it was um, a chap that had told me I'd be going on the West Indies trip three years earlier and then not spoken to me again. Um, so it was kind of with a pinch of salt. I was kind of, well, I don't... I, We'll see if that is actually the case. If I get a letter through the post or I look on the media uh, networks and see if TalkSport are talking about it, whatever it might be. Um, obviously, it's a wonderful thing. Whenever you get an opportunity to represent your country, there is no getting away from it. It's It's uh, it's the most important thing in your life right then. Um, in a strange way, it possibly wasn't for me then. We just had our first daughter. Um, and it was a conversation with the wife again. Do I, do I go? Uh, and she was like, don't be stupid, get yourself out there. Um, so I'm very lucky in that respect. But um, it was a wonderful experience. I'm not getting away from that. What was it like, though, being the new boy again, effectively? Because it was a whole generation, effectively, of new players. But that England side, I mean, obviously still guys that you've played against in county cricket week in, week out. But it was a very different setup from when you'd previously been involved. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, I think Jimmy uh, wasn't in Bangladesh and came to India. Um, so I knew Jimmy, obviously, pretty well. And a few of the... I, I knew Moe Ali from back in the day. Um, played against a few players. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's 
It's one of those things, isn't it? You just sort of take it in your stride. If you're still playing at that point and you're aspiring to be as good as you can be, you probably don't even think about it. It's only until you put it on my radar now that I'm really sort of analysing it. At the time, you just get amongst it. You're just one of the boys. Yes, you're a bit older. But if you're a bit older, you you kind of take on a different role within that team and you try and do the right thing by some younger lads and hopefully try and uh, open their eyes to a few pit, pitfalls, things that you may have done or, or maybe things that you might see ahead of the game or whatever. But no, I didn't really think about it too much, if I'm honest. Is it possible to put into words how much cricket had changed in the 25 years that you were playing? You think back to, to 1997, that first year of county championship cricket, I mean, since then, we've had T20 invented and kind of taking over the world. I mean, it's still the same game. It, it's bat against ball. It's 11 against 11. But I would imagine pretty much there and then that the similarities end. The basics are still the same. Um, and it all revolves around being very balanced. Um, and if you're balanced, you have a, you have a pretty good chance. Um, but you think back to 97, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was... Uh, I think that game you're talking about, it was a, a pre-season sort of first-class game. Yorkshire, Lancashire, and there was still wine and tins of beer on the table at lunchtime, I think. And when you think now that I've just been at the ground with the boys this morning and we've been doing 2K time trials that they're all doing in under seven minutes and then they're doing different rehab stuff, they're all in the gym, they're, they're leg-pressing two and three times their body weight. Uh, they're proper athletes now, um, and I think we have to keep pushing for that. Um, skill sets will always keep evolving. The fact that we've got kids now that are setting bowling machines at 90 miles an hour and trying to ramp it over the keeper's head. I mean, I just stand back and I go, look, <laughs> it's brilliant. It's a skill set we require, but um, wow, I'm in awe of it. Um, how the game is evolving and how young fellas are so brave to take the game on. Um, and we just have to give them the tools to do that. So what can Surrey fans expect from a Gareth Batty coach side then? If you were to get your whiteboard out and put your three key points, what is it you're going to try and bring to, to the Kier Oval? I think much of, much of the same um, as what... I'm a pretty open book, um, and I would hope that um, from conversations with the captain and, and players that we show that we care about our team, we care about our club, we care about our skill sets and we care about um, putting in performances that the spectators who pay good money to watch us want to see for one, but two, when they're our supporters, are happy walking away with a W in the box at the end of the day. How hard is that? I mean, Rob Taylor's got in touch with us on Twitter saying that it was tough going in the four-day competition last year. And when you've got England commitments, then you've got the, the white ball situation, you know, games coming and going. You've got players disappearing off here, there and everywhere as well. H- how hard is it to actually be a strong county championship side? Uh, we shall see this year. Uh, our intention is to be a very, very strong team this year. Uh, the planning is in place. Um, I believe we have a wonderful squad. I wouldn't be changing our squad for anything right now. And that's not just me saying it live on radio that, that, you know, the big I am sort of thing. I truly believe we have all the tools in our bag. If we are lucky enough uh, with injuries, if we are lucky enough that COVID disappears, um, we're planned, we're ready. Um, And we just need a few tweaks now moving into the real nuts and bolts of the season. But the the bulk of the work, we're in a good place. We're ahead of the game right now. Um, We just need to keep pushing the foot on the pedal um, and hopefully... 
you know, the proof will be in the pudding for uh, for all those people that maybe are thinking a man that's recently finished the game, can he do this? Can he do that? Okay, I, I trust my players, I really do, and I feel like we'll be uh, we'll be where we want to be. Do you mean when you say tweaks? Do you mean just little things in training, or are you are you talking potentially signings in the squad? Is is the squad nailed down as far as you're concerned for for what a few weeks time? No, I just mean tweaks. Wonderfully vague. Gareth, it's a pleasure as always. Thank you so much for, for getting, uh, giving us an insight inside uh, a new head coach in the county championship. And um, obviously from us here at TalkSport 2, go well. I imagine there's an awful lot of county fans listening around the country going, no, absolutely no. Um, <laughs> we we don't, want, uh, don't want you winning. But thank you so much for, for explaining it all to us, mate. Absolute pleasure, sir. Well, that's it for another edition of Following On. Thanks uh, for listening. And if you ever have any ideas for guests or have questions for uh, the likes of Steve Harmison or Neil Manthorpe, feel free to tweet me at Fulham John or via at cricket underscore TS. And uh, either I or one of the team will make sure that your questions are read out uh, on the show at the earliest convenience. Also, please take the time to leave a review. And if you're already a subscriber, then tell your mates to do the same. And if you want more content from the likes of Steve Harmison, then head over to his YouTube channel and tell him I sent you. Thanks for listening to Following On. The Following On podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 